Hey, welcome to 1128 Community. My name is Mike, and I'm the lead pastor here. You know, our mission as a church is to help people do life different by setting rhythms and values with Jesus at the center. And we want to lead with love and extend extra grace to all because we could all use a little extra grace at times. Now, as a church, we fully realize that we might not agree on everything, and that's okay. It really is. This is a safe place to have discussions and conversations that maybe don't end in agreement. But what we hope to agree on is that the world needs more Jesus and that the church needs more Jesus too. Now, I'm really glad you're checking us out today because we're jumping into a brand new series called Cursed. We're asking the question, can God break the cycle of generational trauma? And you might have experienced trauma in your family. Uh, maybe you've experienced addiction. Maybe you've experienced broken relationships, financial problems, painful situations, abuse, mental uh, struggles, mental hardships, anxiety, depression. It's all traumatic. And we've maybe seen that in our parents our sisters, our brothers, our grandparents. And we've said at a time uh, when we were younger, man, I am not going to be like them. I'm going to be different. I'm going to do it different. My life is going to be better. And unfortunately, somehow we end up in a similar situation. Even if we try our hardest to do all the things different. A lot of us end up in similar situations, living a life that, that maybe reflects a little bit of our growing up experience, uh, a little bit of our, our parents' hurts, our parents' struggles, our grandparents' struggles, the struggles that we see in our siblings as well. Now, you might be thinking, is it just my family that's broken? Is it just, is it just my family tree that's all screwed up? No. It's not. You're not alone in this. And I want to affirm that, that we all have struggles. We all wonder sometimes, is my family cursed? Now, the reality is, when you look at the greater human race, we're all born into one family. We're all born into one family. And, and it starts back in Genesis. Genesis chapter 1, we learn that God created the heavens and the earth. And, and this, to sum it up, uh, God created it and it was good. And I love in chapter 1, verse 28, that uh, God has created man and woman and, and God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves in the ground. And I think we know, or maybe you've heard before, what happens after this. God says, here's, here's some things for how I want you to live in this prime real estate that I've made for you. And the one rule that you must follow is not to eat the fruit from this tree. Of course, the first people, Adam and Eve, immediately they start thinking, should I not eat that? Is that something I really should avoid? I, I probably know better. Like, 
I know better than God. Like I, I can choose for myself. I can, I can make this decision on my own. And they end up eating the fruit from the tree. And if you've heard this story before, you know that what happens there is the first, uh, the first fight, that first relationship uh, brokenness. Like God says, hey, what, what did you do? What happened here? And they, of course, they blame each other. That was her. It was him. It was her. It was him. And, and God says, you know, like, no, this is, this is not what I wanted for you. You gave in to that temptation. The temptation to think, I could figure this out on my own. This selfishness. That, that temptation, that selfishness that, that you've given into, it's going to break that relationship that you have with me. And that's when sin entered the world. Sin is the curse that we all live under. When we're born into this family, the global family of humanity, we're born into the curse of sin. And unfortunately, that, that curse plays out in a number of different ways. It plays out in broken relationships. It plays out in addictions. It plays out uh, with bad management of money. It plays out in all kinds of things. And how, how have we gotten here? How are we, how are we struggling with these things still? Well, we learn in the first few chapters of Genesis that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, right? We don't necessarily carry on the same sins or the same uh, curse that our parents do or did, uh, but we carry on something similar. Cain and Abel, chapter four, uh, they're now born into this this curse, this sin, this broken world. And, and I'm sure that they thought we're going to do it better than our parents. But what we learn in chapter 4 is that Cain says to his brother Abel in verse 8, let's go out to the field. And while they were there in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. So we've gone from that first uh, relationship breakup, that first fight, to, to now a murder. And we see throughout Scripture the progression of this brokenness, the progression of this sin, this curse that we're all born into. And it's kind of interesting to me because chapter 4, verse 17, we start to have some really significant questions. It says that Cain made love to his wife and she became pregnant and gave birth to Enoch. Now, the question I think we all have at this point is, wait, who's his wife? Where did this woman come from? Right? Is this his sister? Like, who is this? And what we need to remember about Scripture is it's telling the story of God's redeeming love. And there's things that leave us with lots of questions, things that don't make sense. And it's okay if they don't make sense. But what we need to understand is that this is a story about God's redeeming love. And what we see here in these first four chapters is this progression of the curse, the progression from from thinking selfishly, giving into temptation, eating that, that fruit off the tree, to murder, to maybe incest. 
to all kinds of things out of there. Now, what happens from here is, is God says, I don't, like, I don't like where this is going. I'm going to start over. And, and God finds a man, Noah, he says. And he found favor in a man named Noah in verse uh, verse 8 of chapter 6. And he says, you know what? I'm going to start over. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to recreate this first family, if you will. But what happens is Noah and his family, they get on a boat. Uh, there's a, a flood that wipes everything away. It's a fresh start in some ways. Noah gets off the boat. And the first thing Noah does after getting off the boat is live out the curse. He lives out the curse. It says that he got, he, he got a little bit too tipsy. He had a glass of wine with dinner and, and one thing led to another and he ended up naked in his tent and, uh, and it wasn't good for Noah. It wasn't good for Noah. And there's no escaping this curse. Because Noah was born into the family of humanity. The burden of sin weighs heavy. The curse, it's there. It exists. And, and so... God says, okay, okay, this story is on a trajectory, it's on a path that, that I'm not okay with. It's a, it's a, it's a broken path. It's a path that's, that's separated from me, that's, that's far different than the path that I had hoped for. And so God starts to, to rework the story. And where this story seems to be going in one direction, God creates a new storyline. And he calls Abram. And we learn that, that Abram is going to be the father of all nations. Father Abraham had many sons and many sons had father. Like You might have heard that song if you grew up in church, but out of Abraham, out of this line that Abraham began, a new story is created. And Abraham, we know now that he became the, the father of Israel. And Israel is where Jesus came from. Remember, this, this is a story of God's redeeming love, of God's reconciliation. This is a story of blessing. The blessing of Jesus is what breaks the curse. The blessing of Jesus is what breaks the curse. The blessing of Jesus is what breaks your family's curse. You see, if we never get to Jesus, we have no way of breaking the curse on our own. We just continue living one cursed life, one cursed generation after another. And, and the story of Abraham and the, the family line of Jesus and the people of Israel, they're, they're not perfect by any means. In fact, we read all about how they screwed up, how they were messed up people themselves, how they uh, time and again went far from God, did the wrong things, and God had to fix it. God had to bring them back, call them back to himself. And eventually it leads to a place where Jesus enters the picture. Jesus enters the picture as the, cool, the curse 
breaker, the curse breaker, the chain breaker, the blessing. He enters the world to save the story. And that's, that's, what, that's what we all need in our own lives. Today, you might be sitting here thinking, I'm cursed. My family is cursed. My family is broken, messed up. And I've tried so hard to do my life different. To, to not, not reflect my growing up situation. To, to change things in my family tree for the better. I want something better for my children. I want to tell you, though, if you don't know the redeeming story of Jesus, that grace and forgiveness of Jesus, you're not going to experience the blessing, and you're going to continue passing on the curse. You're going to continue uh, setting future generations up for a life far apart from God. Now, here's the thing about Jesus. We know that, that Jesus came into the world and that he, he lived a perfect life. He didn't give in to this temptation. He, he was not cursed. He was blessed. And eventually, his life, this perfect life, it led to a place where he took our place. He became our sacrifice. He was the one to defeat the curse. The curse of death. Death being what we all deserve because we're all broken, insufficient, messed up people. And it was on that cross where Jesus restored humanity to a place of relationship with Jesus if we receive what is being offered there. This forgiveness, this grace a love that we can't fully comprehend. It's on that cross that, that Jesus bears all of it, absorbs the curse, if you will, takes on death. And it says in Scripture, he was laid in the tomb for three days and three nights. And then he was risen. He defeated death. He defeated the curse all the things that had built to this place, he had defeated. And it wasn't just for this alternative story about Israel. He said, no, I've come so that all may know this love. I've come for all of humanity. Uh, the curse, the, the storylines, all of it, it meets up at this one point at the cross. At the cross, where Jesus absorbs all of it, defeats the curse when he rises three days later and offers us a new life. Not a curse-free life, we still have that struggle, but a new life, a life filled with hope, a life that's filled with this idea that I don't have to do it on my own. There is someone greater. I have the tools and the resources available to me to see my family tree changed. Now, here's what I want us to do. 
I want us to take a moment to consider the curse breaker, the blessing, the love, the gift of Jesus, and and to understand and, and really reflect on what that means for each of us. It it means that the blood of Jesus, it was spilled out to break the curse in my life. It means his his body was, was pierced and poked and beat to break the curse of my life. To break the curse in your life. So that you might have a chance at changing your family tree. Now I know you want to do life different. It's what God wants for you. It's what I hope for you. Now as we celebrate communion together in this moment, I want you to reflect on whether or not you feel like that curse has been broken for you. I invite you now to to grab some juice, maybe grab a a little piece of bread if you have something like that, or a goldfish cracker, Ritz cracker, something like that. Maybe you don't have juice. Maybe maybe you just have water or milk in the refrigerator. Maybe it's coffee from this morning. Uh, Maybe it's last night's wine from dinner. But grab that now. And as we reflect, I just, I invite you to consider whether or not you've you've really received this, this gift the gift of of the sacrificial lamb sent to break the curse that you were born into. It goes like this. Uh, Jesus took some some bread and some juice at this, this meal that he was having with his closest friends. And he explained to them what was about to happen. And of course, they didn't fully understand still at this point, even though they'd lived life with him for a couple years. They didn't fully understand. But what he said is, uh, this bread at this table, it, it represents my body. And my body, it's, it's about to be beaten, bruised, broken, and nailed on a tree. And it's, it's out of a great love It's to fulfill this this prophecy. It's to redeem the story of humanity. It's to break the cycle of curse that you were born into. That's why my body is broken. So when you eat this bread, remember that. Remember that my body is the blessing that breaks the curse. Let's eat our bread together and remember that now. And then he took the cup of juice and he said essentially the same thing about this juice representing his blood. His blood was about to be shed. Poked, stabbed, cut, crown of thorns on his head. His blood would be spilled. Because it was going to break the curse. 
His blood would break the curse. It would, it would wipe it clean. It would be a starting over point. It's an opportunity for humanity to be a part of this redemption story. Let's drink and remember that together. Now I fully understand that some of us have loved Jesus, have lived life with Jesus for a long time. And we still wonder, am I cursed? I get it. And it's hard. And sometimes the answers of pray more or read your Bible more or have you spent time with Jesus today? It, it doesn't feel helpful. But I, I want you to know whether you pray more, read your Bible more, spend more time with Jesus or not, Jesus is the curse breaker. Jesus, and he's the, the fulfillment of this story of redemption. And I hope that you can experience a little bit of hope knowing that you don't have to break the curse on your own. You have a loving Savior that's already broken the curse. And there's tools and resources available to you to help as you navigate life and the difficulties of the circumstances that you face. Can I pray for you? God, I'm thankful that you understand our brokenness. You know that we've been born into this cursed family unit. God, life is hard. The easy answers don't always feel helpful. But help us to have, have some sort of hope that we grasp onto or we cling to, even if it's a faint hope, that you can help us. That you can help us navigate life, that you can help us to do life different. God, help us to know that hope today. We pray that in your name. Amen. I hope you join up with us for our next episode. We're going to be talking about dealing with the difficulties of this world while also knowing that the cycle has already been broken for us. We'll see you again real soon.